This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, live from the First Midwest Bank Studios on the corner of State and Lake in the Loop. This is ESPN 1000 WNBP Chicago. The summer of football. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. With Jonathan Hood. Come on, baby, let's get it. Let's go, now you fire the first shot. Let's go, man. And we working, baby. Pressure now on Mahomes. He's in trouble. Now gets it away. Are you kidding me? Barkley oh. up the middle. Cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield. Stanford pounds. And Barkley takes it all away. Summer of football. Lawrence flips it open. Justin Ross off and running. And Clemson strengthens its grip on this championship game. Williams in the game for the first time this year for Notre Dame. Takes the hand up. The summer of football. You got it. Work right here uh, on ESPN 1000. Uh, I think we ain't there yet. And the ESPN app. My friends, it's the summer of football. Jonathan Hood broadcasting live from the First Midwest Bank Studios. It's the way banking is supposed to be. Right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is the telephone number. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood. Also on Snapchat, snapjhood. You follow me on Snapchat, I will follow you back, guaranteed. Just try, just try. Summer football is very simple. If you're listening to us for the first time, we talk about the great game of football. We do it every single summer, getting you ready for college football, getting you ready for pro football, getting you ready for fantasy football. You never know what's going to be for summer football tonight. What we're going to do here for summer football, we're going to go guest-free. No guests between now and 8.30. The reason why is because we're going to unload all the sound that we have not played this week. <laughs> we have a wall of sound here that uh, that you might have missed early this week because camp is open at Bourbon A. I'm excited about it because that means we're getting closer and closer to Bears football. I am so ready for the season to start. I cannot wait for September 5th for the Bears and the Packers. Looking forward to it. The reason why I am is because it will tell a story about this team offensively. Defensively, I'm not concerned, like many are, that write about the NFL. I'm interested in seeing what the offense looks like. A little razzle-dazzle, a little, little sleight of hand, or an offense that looks like Kansas City's. An offense that looks like New Orleans. An offense that looks like the Los Angeles Chargers. I want to see what it looks like. Look forward to seeing what the season brings. Let me give you five things I'm looking forward to with the Bears. And then we're going to hear from Matt Nagy, the head coach for the Bears. Ryan Pace about what's going on with these kickers. I mean, have they settled on a kicker yet, for God's sakes? Some would say, by the way, the only thing we're waiting for is to see if the Bears actually have a kicker. And then otherwise, the team's complete. We will see. Five things I'm looking forward to with the Bears. Number one, Mitchell Trubisky growing as a quarterback. Trubisky, you saw the numbers, and you saw that how there was um, some ups, and it wasn't necessarily downs. It just You just see that he's still working through the offense. I'm a believer that Trubisky can get better. When we saw the uh, quarterback tiers that we talked about the other night from Mike Sando from The Athletic, uh, Trubisky was 25th on the list, and he was a Tier 3 quarterback. That is fair. It's fair. Because now he's got a lot of room to work with. 
there's a lot of the quarterbacks I'd rather have. Uh, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in that tier that I would choose over Trubisky. I would not. There's some there's some quarterbacks where I'd say, you know what, I'd, I'd take Trubisky over some of those guys in tier three. But it's room for Trubisky to grow. It's only fair. I, I'm never going to be this hot, cold talk show host that will tell you, Trubisky sucks this week. Trubisky's great this week because that's not what he is yet. We got to find out. There's very few quarterbacks we can watch and say that guy is the real deal. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is getting close to that. Many quarterbacks, by the way. And by the way, next week when we do summer football, we'll talk about quarterbacks. One thing I'll just I'll just drop this in your spirit right now. Quarterback play has never been better in the NFL. Starting quarterbacks. Whether it's a young guy with the arrow pointing up or veteran quarterbacks, there's more good quarterbacks than questionable quarterbacks in the NFL. We'll get through some of those numbers next week on that. But as I talked about things I'm interested in with this Bears team, Mitch Trubisky is going to grow as a quarterback. I want to see that. I want to see the offense be able to get away from the razzle-dazzle and get down the field vertically. Trubisky talking about... um, what it's going to take to make a huge leap. I think if you just focus on the little things, then then the big leaps will take care of itself. Obviously, we all want to have uh, big years, but it doesn't happen like that. You got, we got to come to work every day. You got to you got to focus on getting better at one thing at a time, every single drill, every single snap, and that's what I'm focused on. And, and the results uh, uh, will happen how they will. We talk about quarterback tiers, right? If you haven't seen that, go to athletic.com. Look for Mike Sandoz's piece. It's something we look forward to every single summer on this program because it's a lot of fodder, great conversation. So on Will Kane's show on ESPN Radio, he had uh, said Tim, Matt, Tim, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Tim Hasselbeck. All right, I don't know. So Tim Hasselbeck, yeah, uh, he was on <laughs> on Will Kane. I do have to ask. Because the cut says Hasselbeck, so I don't know. It's a good question to we ask, ha- yes. We, we have two. Put that down for Sunday. Um, <laughs> but Because we, we have two in the company, Eric. So, so so there you go. That's why I asked. Tim Hasselbeck on what tier he would rank Trubisky. If you were pointing at a quarterback that's going to jump from, like, I don't know, 20 or 15 up into the top 10, who would you be watching to take that big leap this year? Look, so from all the way from, like, 20 into the top 10, all right, well, not knowing where these guys are ranked, where was Mitchell Trubisky? Mitchell Trubisky, that's a fascinating name. Is one of the ones I wanted to bring up with you. So, for example, yesterday on the Stephen A. Smith Show, I put so Trubisky at seven. Is he outside the top 20? Yeah. Is he close yes. to 20? I had him at 17, and Sando's um, survey of the league had him at 25. Yeah, so, so, so if you're asking a guy that's in the 20s that you could maybe be talking about as a top 10, I would say Mitchell Trubisky. And part of, there's a few reasons why. One, listen, you know, for all of these guys, you know, who you're paired with as your, your offense coordinator, you know, your play designer and your play caller really matters. And I think he's got a very good one in Matt Nagy. Um, you know, the next thing you have to look at is, all right, well, like, what about the guy's experience? Like, how, how much football does he have under his belt? And, you know, and, and so where is that room for improvement? Well, people need to remember, the guy started like 12 games in college. His rookie year was basically a bust. And so last year was kind of like the, the first time we, we got to, to kind of see him grow throughout the season. And, you know, after kind of a bad experience his first year, I think we could see another big I mean, that's a huge jump for him from year one to year two in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so I think we could continue to see him grow from year two to year three. Yeah, you know what? Fair. Absolutely fair. Uh, Matt Nagy was on the Rich Eisen show talking about Trubisky. Here's a question I do have. Will Trubisky run less as the offense evolves? 
So we dealt a little bit with that in Kansas City with Alex, and he, Alex was a sneaky good runner. And so we never want to take that away from him because I've I've talked to a lot of defensive coaches in the league that you know they're, they're scared to death of that that element of the legs of being able to get a first down on third down uh, that can just break you and, and and keep a drive going. And so, but we we got to be smart with it. And he's done a pretty good job with that. He knows how to slide. Not every quarterback knows how to slide. Mitch does. Um, and and. I think the biggest thing with Mitch is he's a tough kid, so he's not afraid to take a hit. But you got to be smart and you got to get down. He's too important to us, and we lost him last year um, after a hit in the, in the Vikings game for a couple weeks. And so hopefully he learns from that, we learn from that, and don't put him in all those situations. So the thoughts there from Matt Nagy, the head coach for the Bears. Summer of football with Jonathan Hood on ESPN One Thousand, the ESPN app. Trubisky in the offense is one. The defense sustaining itself. I'm really, I really believe when you look at this defense, I don't see why this defense, especially if it's blessed with good health, why the defense can't be as strong as they were last year. If there's going to be slippage, it'll be because of injuries, not because of talent, because the talent is there. Lewis Riddick on Waddle and Sylvie talking about how he's not sure about Chuck Pagano as a defensive coordinator. Uh oh. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. You know, Chuck doesn't have a long history of coordinating in the NFL. So I, I don't know. And he's never, I and mean, he hasn't coordinated these players. He hasn't worked with this staff. So I, I don't know. I know that he comes, he has tremendous respect throughout the league as a man, as a former defensive back coach, as a man, as a leader, as someone who is, you know, who is easily, easy to relate to. And, According to Matt, is someone who's a tremendous teacher who who brings a different vibe. Who, who's a guy who's you know Vic Fangio is like the general, right? I mean, he's no nonsense. You know that look, Vic, Vic is about business. How about Chuck the approach? Someone who people, Lewis, I mean, I was just, maybe someone. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt. Ahead, I was ahead. I was just going to say in terms of scheme, you know, Vic played a certain yeah. scheme. How different is it's advertised that Chuck will be more aggressive. You'll see more blitzing. Is that an accurate sure. depiction of what Chuck does, or is it not? Yeah, it it, it remains to be seen. I, I don't I don't have enough of a book on him to know how he will be as an every down play caller. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really know. And that that will be interesting because I'll tell you this: if I, if I'm Matt and I'm the head coach, I would be saying, "Hey, look, we don't really need to fix a whole bunch with this defense. Right, right. We don't need to be trying to change up things just so you can say it's now my defense." I mean, of course, everybody brings their own flavor and everybody brings their own twist, and you're going to do things your own way. But hey, if we can kind of just look like we did last year, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be all right. So I'm, I'm as interested as anyone to see what his play calling style is, particularly in those situations where coordinators differentiate themselves, which is situational football just like offensive coordinators. So how's he going to be on third down? How's he going to be in the red zone? How's he going to defend teams in the fourth quarter when they have a lead? How's he, you know, how's he going to defend running quarterback? I mean, scrambling quarterbacks versus pocket quarterbacks? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out soon enough with him. But that's probably more, to me, that's more of a mystery or really more of a worry for me how he's going to be as a coordinator than, quite honestly, Mitch Trubisky's development. Because I, I think Matt has a handle on that. Yeah. He has no idea how Chuck's going to be on his staff calling defensive signals for his team. He has it, no idea yet. Uh, Lewis Riddick uh, from ESPN on Waddle and Sylvie. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So, Mitchell Trubisky growing as a quarterback. The offense getting better. 
um, because of Trubisky and because Nagy has another year with this offense. I think the defense sustains itself. I think that when we also, we can move on to this, talking about the actual players defensively. We can talk about the defense as a whole and saying it's going to be as good as it was last year. But I got to tell you why. The reason why is because I think Eddie Jackson's special. I think that he's a very good player. Um, I mentioned Roquan Smith earlier. Roquan Smith, I think, can really be a difference maker for a while with this Bears team. Before Khalil Mack got here, the the defense was strong. Khalil Mack only enhances. uh, It actually exceeds what the defense would bring if he was not here. Um, Khalil Mack brings uh, brings something totally different to the table than most of these Bears defensively because Mack requires a double team that opens it up for Akeem Hicks for Eddie Goldman, for Leonard Floyd, for um, for a number of these players defensively. And I look forward to also, as we move on, to talk about Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller, I think, is a, has really established himself as a great corner, uh, a quality corner for this Bears team. Um, some thoughts about the from, uh, defense from Roquan Smith. He was on Waddle and Sylvie talking about a number of things. He talked about starting the season against the Packers. And the goal, of course... Super Bowl. Oh, what what better way would you like to bring in the year, you know, the 100th year um, versus the uh, Green Bay Packers uh, Thursday night at Soldier Field? Like, you can't ask for a better venue. And so I'm excited for it and let the uh, whole world see what we can do. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned about the personal goals you don't usually like. It's It's about winning for you. For us as fans, this is the most excited we've been. And our expectations are Super Bowl. Is that your expectations, too, when you report tomorrow? Is that what you're thinking, that this is Super Bowl or bust? Uh, that's, that's definitely the plan, but we're going to take it one step at a time, one game at a time, but uh, the Super Bowl is definitely the uh, plan. How much did it hurt in the offseason? And we've been told the story that Coach Nagy has shown you the end of that football game in, in tape study. Is that true during the OTAs? That's definitely true, um, but I – and to be perfectly honest, I didn't I didn't watch it myself uh, until I seen it in, in those meetings because it's just like a, a sore spot. But like it just add, adds more to the fire, and you think about it, you're like, man, we came came up so short, and it's just like one extra rep. You just think about that particular play or just that particular game more so, and you just like, I got to we got to do what we got to do to get better. So thoughts there from Roquan Smith of the Chicago Bears. Think about last year. Lastly, picking up where you left off if you're the Bears, right? Look at the winning streak that they went on. I look at October through December and look at the a loss against the, the Dolphins in overtime. That should have been a win. That was kind of it's one of those things where it's a quirky thing. You flip the coin. You don't expect to lose that game. That was a winnable game in Miami. They lost the game. Uh, and there is no moral victories in a loss. They lost against the New England Patriots. They did put up 31, uh, but they lost by seven at home against the Patriots. There's no shame in that. But it was not a blowout. It was very competitive, very interesting ball game. But then you rattle off wins against, and this is with Trubisky in and out of the lineup too, don't forget, because of the injury. Jets, Bills, Lions, Vikings, Detroit on uh, Thanksgiving. The loss against the Giants, that was a winnable game. That was a weird game, bad weather if I remember um and Trubisky did not start that game. I'm doing this without even looking into the box score, but I remember he was not there uh, and was not starting. That winnable game, but you lost by three in overtime. These weird things happen. But then the difference maker for me that really convinced me, like, okay, this could be a Super Bowl team last year, the Los Angeles game, 15-6. Um, 
because it was a taffy pull, bowling shoe ugly game where it wasn't a lot of offense. Trubisky didn't show me a ton, but what what I saw is once again a a quality playoff defense. And that win against the Los Angeles Rams was big on December 9th. Beat the Green Bay Packers in the 16th, the 23rd against the San Francisco 49ers, and then a win against Minnesota who kind of folded their tent, quite frankly, on December 30th. They were ready to go home. And so that momentum, just having those three losses between October 14th and December 30th, that game against the the Rams told me a lot. Because even if they don't have a ton of offense, that defense is going to do what it can. And it's, it's historic, right? It's, it's kind of what we've, I've seen as a Bears fan for a long time, right? Just enough offense to get through, but the defense carries the, the way. And, again, I want to see a little bit more balance in that regard. The offense should be able to do their job. Get tired of seeing the defense. they you got to stop guys and score for you. <laughs> Come on now. Do your job offensively. It's a, you know, that's what you're looking at. Um. Because, quite frankly, the last time the um, the Bears went to the Super Bowl and it was all this angst about Rex Grossman and whether or not Rex could be the guy, it was, again, a strong defense. I'm starting to open the, the cracks a little bit on Alex Brown and Spice Adams about that because they've always tried to protect Rex. And, and But you knew that season, that was all about the defense. That Rex, for God's sakes. I know that many that are rooting for the Bears are clicking their heels, hoping, wishing that Trubisky can be that guy because then you can really turn the page on Jay Cutler and you can say, this is the best quarterback that I've seen in Bears history. But it's going to take time. It, it, you don't get Patrick Mahomes overnight here in Chicago. It doesn't work that way here. Hopefully you start to see incremental success from this offense. That's what it comes down to. And if the offensive playbook is like Kansas City's, let's see it get down the field. That's what I want to see. We know the question marks about the team, not negative, but the question marks is about special teams, is about the kicker. What's happening with this kicker situation, Ryan Pace, sir? We're excited about the two young guys we have. All right. But I I still don't, you know, again, that's not good enough. I asked you, what about the kicker? Why didn't you draft one? The draft works out, you know, the way it works out. You know, we're going to take that. Okay, well, that's not, that's not, again, that's not giving me what I need there. You know? What about other training camps when it comes to the kicker? There's the situations we've identified already that we can tell where it'll be tight, and we're watching it based on college grades or, or pro grades. Um, but in general, we're watching every situation because sometimes these guys pop out of nowhere as well. So this preseason is going to be important for what we have going on here. And it's no different than any position on our, on our team, but what we have going on here, but also watching all the other rosters around the league. Would it be on the table, too, to potentially trade a future draft pick or a player to acquire one of those kickers? I think everything's on the table to make sure we get that right. Okay. But when? <laughs> That's got to be addressed now. That makes me a little nervous. It is July 25th, right? Let's, let's, let's go. Find the right guy, let him make, make more kicks than not, and then let's go. If you're still wondering, if, still, if you still haven't pinpointed a guy yet, then I, I think they should go for two every time. <laughs> it's like, it's like, because, because, come on. Like, I, and, I, and listen, there's a number of kickers I'm sure that's out there that love to have a job. Some of them are retired that can, can get the job done. You got to figure this out. Got to figure it out. And that's summer of football right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. 
Coming up, Tales from the Hood, and then we're going to hear from Chris Kampka at 910, his thoughts about the Cubs and the White Sox, some numbers that he'll pass along about both teams at 9 o'clock. And oh, by, oh, by the way, a little bit of, uh, over an hour from now, Throwback Thursday. Oh, we got a good one. We always have a good one. Throwback Thursday coming up at 9.30 right here on UTA. Jonathan Hood. On ESPN 1000. This is your car. My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. Pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Tales from the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Here we go. Giolito, third starter on a good team. Number one starter on a bad team. Like the White Sox. That's a hot take right there. Not hot. Throwing it out there. Not hot. Not hot. First yeah. half, he's a one. Right now, he's not a one. Yeah. I'm take his all-star bit away. <laughs> Can we rescind that? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm done with them. <laughs> I'm done with them. They're just they're just too hard to watch again. They blow too many I, again no, late games and everything. Just no, just stop. Yeah, the, the, the first two words were right. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have to continue this sentence. Uh-huh. They blow works. All right, that's they're horrible. What's the what's the one what's the one stat I had on the Sox before we get to tales from the hood? White Sox lost two out of three against the Marlins. One run in two games against the Marlins. Yep, for the record. Yep. I, didn't, I wasn't going to go. Well, we'll wait for Kampka to kind of dig in on those numbers. That's all. That's as far as I want to go with the White Sox tonight, from my standpoint. Kampka can tell us and, and paint a shiny picture. But this is just brutal. <laughs> and it's against a, a team I don't like in the Twins. Ugh. Okay, so I'm not in a great mood. The uh, Tales from the Hood is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field this fall as the number 17 Northwestern Wildcats host Ohio State, Iowa, and more. Season game tickets are available at nusports.com. nusports.com, Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, and everything else in between, like this story here from a Georgia woman got cold fries at McDonald's. She pulled out a gun and fired a shot. So a Georgia woman, go go dogs, is facing uh, multiple charges, including aggravated robbery and armed assault. After she she fired a gun into a McDonald's floor because she received cold fries. Put that in the poll. Have you ever wanted to do that? No. Um, the woman originally uh, left the McDonald's with her order Monday afternoon, but returned and said her fries were cold. Well, <laughs> does she not know the trick? There's a trick, you know, like to get hot fries all the time. My pops taught me when I was young. Ask for no salt. That's how you get hot fries. Oh, they'll have to make fresh they fries. They have to make fresh fries. They get mad, too, when you ask them. Next time you go to a McDonald's or something, tell them, I don't want salt. They're going to get upset. And then ask for salt packets once they give you the fries. Ooh. It's enough for them. To, to, That's to even for, worse. It's even worse. <laughs> like, like, it's enough to ask them, to. could you please give me ketchup? 
Oh, I know. They hate that. Like, yes. oh my God, I yes. got to reach it's underneath yes. the counter. <laughs> Something that used to be just a fait accompli, like yes. it would be already in the bag. Now I have to request ketchup. And like, oh, oh. Yep, every time. It's going to be 25 cents for the second bag. And you're like, what? The station citing the restaurant owner said that the manager went to get new fries and the woman went into the kitchen firing a shot into the floor. What in the hell? Uh, the lady's name is Lillian Chantel Tarver. Um, she's 27. She got in her car at a high rate of speed and she initially refused to pull over. 10 to 15 minute car chase. Um, she was booked at the jail without bond, also facing charges related to her driving away from the scene. Man, oh, man. They were making her fresh fries. So, like, all this is for naught. Like, she could have even gotten herself, like, a McDouble out of the deal, too. But instead, she's going to jail. Well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Well-deserved. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, they need, we need toner for the printer. It's a little faded here. Um, I can see some of the words here. Uh, Belgian drug suspects. This has got to be Eric's story. Uh, feeling the heat, Belgian drug suspects call cops. Don't tell me this is one of the... If this going to be another positive cop story, I'm leaving. Is it? No, it's a dumb criminal story. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you'll blame me for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. The king of the like the king of the uh, the, the positive cop story. Did you see a cop the other day pulled over and bought ice cream for people from the ice cream truck? Next story. There we see. Here we go. Here we here we are. The water skiing squirrel, and that's the news. Everyone, nightline is next. The uh, they feared they would suffocate and made a desperate call to police in the emergency line. It took officers two hours to find the container uh, in a huge port. For illustrative purposes only, uh, Wednesday was the hottest. Uh, there was the hottest ever recorded in Belgium, and somehow two suspects got stuck into a metal box. Okay, this is crazy. As the heat rose, they feared that they would suffocate and made a desperate call to police. <laughs> it took officers two hours to find the container in the huge port, Western Europe's main a gateway for smuggled drugs. Guns drawn, police opened the door, and the exhausted pair stripped to their waist gratefully gave themselves up. A social media video of the arrest shows port employees pouring water on the suspects to cool them as afternoon temperatures skirted to 40 degrees Celsius, which is 104 degrees Fahrenheit. So these two clowns get themselves into a container in a huge port. It's got drugs in it. And it it got so hot in there, they had to call the police because they were going to die in there, apparently. That's amazing. It's just, I mean, so their plan was to ride with the Coke to their next destination? Yes. Seems like a bad idea to, to, to start. <laughs> Two hours to find a container <laughs> in the huge port. <laughs> just sweating bullets. Not only because they're about to get arrested, but because they're inside a container that's probably 200 degrees. A shipping container full of cocaine. Oh, man. I, I just think maybe a hit and then leave, isn't it? I mean, you're still sitting in there for a couple hours. Right. Don't you just need a bump and get out of there? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> a North Vernon, Indiana person, a woman from North Vernon, Indiana, reportedly showed up to a meeting with a probation officer wearing someone else's dentures. 
According to the Jennings County Sheriff's Office Facebook page, a woman reported her dentures stolen Monday and said that Joan Childers had not only taken the teeth, but was also sporting the stolen smile. This is well written. The same day, a deputy had a meeting with Childers in which he noticed she was wearing dentures. That was clearly not hers. How could you tell if it's not your dentures because it's put in the wrong way, because the teeth are too big? Maybe she already had teeth, so they were teeth on top of teeth. I don't know. God, that's a weird image. <laughs> so strange, man. There's got to be a picture of this, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, I see there they are. There's there's a picture of the... It says evidence property bag, and then there's a, there's a teeth on top. Oh I like the lady who reported the crime. She knew exactly what lady from the nursing home took her denture. She's like, Joan Blank from room 32 down the hall stole my dentures. <laughs> like, <laughs> she knew all the details of the woman. How does she know? Like, how did this go down is what I want to figure out. On Wednesday, deputies located Childers at her home and spoke to her about the stolen teeth. While there, the, report, the reportedly spotted the dentures in question, easily identified by the victim's name written on them. Oh, wow. All right. Who knew that? You write your name on your teeth these days. Okay. All right. (laughs) Easily identified by the victim's name on the teeth. So, you know, I understand a name on your grill, but a name on your dentures, that's pretty good. Childers is facing death charges, and the dentures have been recovered. What a weird story. Oh, my gosh. That's That's a strange story. Why would I want someone else's teeth? Seriously. What if you had a big date, you got a jacked up mouth full of teeth, and you just want to borrow your buddy's dentures so you can impress the lady? But you got to knock out the ones that are hanging. <laughs> I mean, they're bad anyways, right? <laughs> so you got to <laughs> put your put like a string around the bad teeth and then pull the Let door. Go. Right. The three uh-huh. stooges. And you have them taken out. That's such a strange story. That's weird. Stealing somebody's teeth. <laughs> Come on, bro. It was wing night, and she had no teeth. <laughs> I don't want to know if it was wing night. I don't want to know if this was wing night or not. And when you're that old, I mean, when you're that old, don't you just go, like, is, don't you go to the nearest soup? Don't you get yourself a nice soup? Yeah, just blend anything for me, please. Thanks. <laughs> Such a strange Appreciate story. It. Oh, gosh. There's another story there. I just can't, I can't continue after the denture story. And then the guys is, is holding themselves up in a... In a, in a container for two hours when it being 104 degrees, can't breathe, had to call the police to get them out of it. Some weird stories out there. Some weird people. They clearly didn't have another phone number in their phone either. All the hell is 911? I guess. That's all you really need, right? And that, my friends, is Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Um, by the way, last night recorded a special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday because AEW now is, is it's been announced. Turner is back in the wrestling business. For years, Turner Television, TBS, was in the wrestling business for a long time. And they said, you know what, this is low brow. When it became Time Warner, they got out of it. It's like, oh, we can't have this wrestling anymore. That was 20 years ago. And now they're back in the mix. So there's this. I did a special podcast. We'll, ret- we'll retweet that at ESPN 1000. Uh, as I give my thoughts on AEW returning to Turner. It'll be on TNT this fall. Two-hour show, brand-new wrestling company, two hours uh, starting on October 2nd. It's going to be every Wednesday night. 
So does that mean we changed from Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday like to Wednesday Wrestling Wednesday? Wednesday Wrestling Wednesday? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Right there. There <laughs> That's the liner too right there. <laughs> Rest- Wednesday Wrestling Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah, they're going to be on every Wednesday on uh, on TNT. That'll be interesting. And so I talk about that on the podcast. We'll put that out there for you guys to listen to. If you're a wrestling fan or know one, tell them to check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on YouTube and also the podcast, wherever you download your podcasts. We will talk Cubs and with Chris Kampka and some White Sox as well as we move forward here on Under the Hood. I go like a doctor when I rock the mic, you got to like Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Yo, it's time for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. All right, Leon, thank you. We will uh, have Throwback Thursday coming your way at 9.30 here on ESPN 1000, ESPN app. So, Felix, here's what's funny. So, you, if you just go through uh, Eric's uh, social media, uh, he, he just finds his way to figure out what he wants to do between the time he's done teaching at Illinois Media School and this show. So he was go- getting his Gordon Parks on. He was getting his, uh, just going from place to place downtown, taking pictures. I, it's just amazing, the, the amazing eye of Eric looking at some of the, some of the great sites here <laughs> in Chicago. Have you, mean, you've been to these places before, have you not? I have, I sure have. Okay. I just, uh, I'm not really uh, very good on social media. So every so often, no I don't share at all. Like, I'm not good at it. So I don't know. When I'm out and about on lunchtime, I get like a three, four hour break in between jobs. I walk around. And you want to see a nice picture of the Buckingham Palace and a bad picture of a tree and a river? Check out my Instagram. Of course, around here, we call it the Buckingham Fountain. Did I say palace? <laughs> <laughs> no royalty there. I said palace, really? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's good. Just the king of the malaprop. I just it's so funny. I just found your pictures interesting. I said, you know, that's that you know, it, it was inviting. It made me want to go. I kind of wanted to hop in a nice warm day. <laughs> I'm not allowed. Just, just walking around taking pictures of the city. Like I mean, but that is sharing though. That is. That's sharing. about my extent right there. That happens about once every two weeks. There you go. See, you and I are very similar to that in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like you seem like like I, I'll give a take here and there, right? But I'm very good on on social media in game. I'm a right. very good in-game tweeter. Cubs are on late night. Sox are on. You know, some football. Some I'm watching. I'll tweet that. I'm very good with or BET awards. I'm very good with. Uh, <laughs> I'm very good with like in, like live television stuff. But like otherwise, like you know, I'm not going to tweet that I had two bottles of wine last yeah. night at dinner. No, I'm what like cool. Role. I'm out to dinner with my friends. Like I don't need the whole round table picture. <laughs> Nobody asked you, Felix. Get out of there. <laughs> Didn't have Crown Royal last night. Two bottles of wine, though. There you go. Cooper's Hawk. Cooper's Hawk's good. Yeah, it was, it was time. Well, we had to uh, catch up. Apparently, we had some bottles behind, and so that way you just got to catch right. up there. naturally. So. It was like, you, you know, you have five bottles? Oh, really? Let's have two now. <laughs> that always Let's works. Bring them out. <laughs> yeah. let's, open them at, let's, let's open them at the same time. Can, can we do that? Let's, 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 let's knock out two bottles tonight. I love how they can like vacuum seal the wine bottles now, so you can have an open bottle and take home. It's the best. No, the best. I could buy that myself, though, right? Probably. You can't take it from the restaurant if it's at home. 
That's true. So, 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 so I, so I got to stop uh, sticking the paper towel in the top of it. Right. For the, for the little corner. <laughs> I got to stop trying to twist the paper towel in there. When you get a guest over, they first look at them. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'll take water. It's my corner. So, you know, that did happen. I couldn't find the stopper yesterday. So get the old quicker picker upper and just kind of just put it in there for my, my corner later on tonight. So uh, we have Chris Kampka coming your way. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram as well, uh, at uh, IGJHood on Twitter, Twitter.com, TweetJHood. Don't forget, Throwback Thursday at 935, all part of the mix. Jonathan Hood. I'm so hood. On ESPN 1000.